Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. All right. I am here today with Teresa Stark and I am excited about doing an interview with her and kind of her overseas life experiences. Thank you, Teresa, for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. I'm, I'm happy to do it and happy to to virtually meet you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we were talking, um, her last name is the same as my great grandparents. So we were just talking about whether we might be cousins. So that would be fun. We'll have to do some more digging. But uh, anyway, so why don't we just start Teresa with your kind of your overseas life experiences and kind of how that all came about? Um, I grew up military. Um, my father was in the Navy. Um, so when I was about four years old, we moved to Scotland. Um, and, you know, so that was kind of my, my early life. Um, we lived in Scotland until I was almost in middle school. And although there it was a little bit different um, because when I came back to the United States, I was several years younger. Um, when in Scotland, you start first grade or primary school um, at, at age four. So, and then I had a little bit um, different skill set with metrics and, and things like that. So um, my growing up in, in Scotland was, you know, just, again, kind of the, the start of my overseas life. Um, you know, we moved around within Scotland quite a bit, you know, every six months. Um, we went from there to San Diego and we lived there for several years. Uh, we did a short uh, stay in Campeche, Mexico. Um, and then we moved to Minnesota. And I thought my parents were crazy because I was definitely not a fan of that cold weather. Um, <laughs> no. So that was that, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, and then we stayed put, you know, really until um, until I I graduated college um, and then then I sort of ventured out on my own and started taking you know travel as an as an adult and doing my own things from a travel perspective and um, I know you probably didn't have anything to compare it to um, but what was growing up in Scotland like was that um, did that well, impact you again I, I yeah I didn't have anything to compare it to but then you know when we moved to to the states, there's and in retrospect, definitely some differences. Um, for one, we had our milk delivered every morning. Um, the little little bottles, the wide net bottles that people probably think of from the fifties, um, where you know you'd go out, you'd get your milk, you'd take the cream off the top that you used, you know, and we'd shake it up and make our own butter or use it for coffee. Um, we would have tea time every day so everything oh, shut yeah. down um you know and and even we would get you know take our, our little break from school and then we'd have later classes 
it rained every single day. Having galoshes and a and an umbrella and a raincoat was just a given, in, especially in Scotland where we were. Um, the cows, the hair, the hair, as <laughs> so they call them, um, the cows in Scotland are hairy. They have long hair. Um, you know, and, and again, those, these are not things I realized until many years later when I came back to the, you know, when I came to the States and, and got older and was like, Hey, wait a minute. We, we don't do these things. Things are a little bit different. And I guess when I think back, I kind of compare it to, it was just a much slower, um, pace, uh, and lifestyle, um, compared to, you know, what was happening in the States. And, and then I've been back and, and I still think it's, it's very different for, um, for example, um, my mother and I took a trip back there and, um, we were staying in a small town in a, in a bed and breakfast. And we we're like, you know, how could we go about and you know see the town? And they said, Oh, the postman will be here any minute. You can just ride with him. And that's what we did for the day. We hopped on the back of the postman's truck and he became our tour guide for the day. And how fun is that? <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Um, so I, again, I think it's just a, a very different um, pace uh, and lifestyle that, Again, I didn't realize until I was quite a bit older. Sure. Well, one of the things that comes up, um, I guess, too, and, and why this is um, kind of a nice interview, a little bit of a change from, from the folks that I talk to that go places when they're an adult, is one of the concerns that people have is, oh, my gosh, what about the kids? You know, should I move them to a different country? Are they, you know, going to get as good of an education? Like, how is that going to impact them? And so... You, you know, speaking as an adult, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, you had kind of the idyllic uh, childhood where you didn't, you did have that slower pace, um, maybe, uh, you know, an environment that was, you know, not, didn't exist in the United States anymore, but was still uh, more l- low key and laid back. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it, and it set the foundation to, um, I think, for my later lifestyle and, and, and being a military kid and, and moving around um, to whether it was different bases, you know, or, or just, you know, different areas of the country um, and, you know, having that shuffle, it, it, I guess, gave me the foundation that it's, that it's okay and it's, it's not scary to pick up and move, which is, you know, led me into, you know, my adult travels. Um, you know, I've, I traveled quite a bit on a vacation standpoint, but then in 2017, um, I took the big plunge and I basically packed up everything I owned, put it in storage, got rid of a lot of things. Um, uh, gave, I actually gave my car to my son and I left the country and, and traveled, um, for the entire year, um, from January 1st to January 1st. And, um, wow. Good for and, you. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, you know, what gave me the ability to kind of get a, a feel for a lot of different places. Um, cause we would, we would be in a new country every month. And I actually did it through, uh, it was a, a program or a, a group that I applied. So I wasn't completely on my own either. So I had a little bit of guidance and handholding, um, from that sense. And, you know, they set me up where I had, a living space or, or, you know, a place to stay, 
um, in safe areas and then would also have a workspace, you know, a dedicated workspace so I could work remotely and, and that sort of thing. And um, uh, so it, 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 it helped in that sense. And then once I did that, that it gave me kind of the, the sense of freedom. Okay. Now I know what I'm doing. I've, I've, you know, been handheld a little bit and then I was able to do a lot more traveling on my own um, beyond that. Sure. So you were, you were not by yourself. You went with someone else. Um, when I did the year, it was a program and, okay. and I, there has since been several programs that have popped up that, that do that, um, where they will assist you and, and you basically pay a, a stipend. It's almost like paying your, your rent. It, it's more cost effective, obviously, than the United States. Um, but they will help you set up, you know, your, your rent, your living space, um, your workspace. Wow, I, that's a, cool. A, I didn't know there was such a thing available. So I might have to bug yeah. you for the uh, link um, to that um, type of a service. Yeah. Cause I think people would really like that. That sounds awesome. There is. It's a, the program I did, it was called remote year. And there has since been other programs that have popped up. I mean, obviously, um, with COVID, some of them have had to take hiatus, but there was ones that were geared towards younger people, ones that are geared towards, um, the more mature people, retirees and so forth. And, you know, some are a full year, some are three or four months. Um, you know, so there's a lot of options out there for people who really just want to get their feet wet and aren't quite sure if, say, you know, overseas, um, long-term lifestyle is for them. Well, but what a great way to try it out. I mean, I just did my, finished up my first um, How to Live in Paradise Without Worrying About the Price Tag workshop. And that's one of the things that we talk about is how do you, how do you um, make the transition? What are some, some different ways of sort of testing the waters before you take the plunge? And that sounds like an excellent way to do it. It really takes yeah, a lot of guesswork out of it, right? The guesswork, the fear, um, the, the the big questions of how do I do this, how do I do that, even some of the language factors, if, if you're going to areas where you don't necessarily speak the language, um, you have a, a, they call a city manager, someone you can question, you know, what are the best restaurants, What's what are the do's and don'ts, what's safe, what's not safe, you know, can I take a taxi, is it better to Uber, you know, things like that, and so yeah, it definitely is helpful. Wow. So where did you go? We started in Mexico City, and then we traveled um, down through uh, Colombia, Peru, um, all the way through South America. Um, we would have kind of a home base um, in, in each country that we visited. And then I would do a lot of side travel, you know, my weekends or times that I had off and I would kind of book from there because once you're, you're in a country, it's, you know, cheaper to travel within that country. Um, and then we went over to Europe. Um, we were in, um, Prague, Italy. And again, I, I did a, a, a one month kind of trip up on my own, um, you know, using, the trains and traveled all about. And then, um, we were in Asia and you know, we did, uh, Bali and, um, Malaysia. And, you know, again, we would travel on our own. We did Kyoto, Japan. And those were, the, those are the three, the three base points that we stayed in. Wow, girl, you covered some ground. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> made, made the most of my mileage, you know, so all, all the travel that we did and we would use those, uh, you know, use the travel reward cards and things like that and, you know, build upon that. And that's where you'd take those little side trips and those little extras that you wanted to do, the um, you know, fun things uh, that you wanted to do within each of those countries, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, you, again, you can make the most as you're traveling around, you know, using points and things. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, yeah, in fact, I I uh, published an insider's guide to traveling the world for free, and that was uh, one of the one of the tips in there, um, amongst uh, amongst a few other little little secrets. But yeah, that's a great way to go uh, to do that. Definitely cool. So um, so what was your? I, I guess uh, were there so any uh, standout experiences um, during that year that that you care to to share with us? Um, oh, there were so many, so many. Um, and I guess that's the thing with experiences. Sometimes it's the people, sometimes it's the place, sometimes it's the moment. Um, you know, I, I definitely feel like there were, there were little pieces of favorite things in, in every country. I really, really loved Peru. And part of that might've been that I was able to, Really, I had an extensive amount of time off while I was in Peru, so I, I did a lot. And I went to a lot of very remote little places, um, kind of a, one really neat and one of the best pictures and where I met some really great people um, was a little town called Huacachina, and it literally is an oasis in the middle of the desert. Like, if you've ever pictured an oasis, like this little seven-block town that had a tiny little lake in the middle of it and beautiful sparkling lights if you were, you know, traveling through the sand dunes. Um, and it was just probably one of the most unique places I've ever been because it was it just so off the beaten path. Um, and one of the things I was able to do um, while, you know, visiting that town is because it is surrounded by sand dunes. Is we did the sand dune buggies. Um, went sand surfing so actually on a surfboard going down these dunes really um, yeah yeah it was it was uh, quite interesting um and then i went to an area called paracas that um which where the desert meets the ocean and it's it's just kind of again you're you you feel like wow i am really in a special place because uh you know from one side it's all you can see is ocean and the other side is all you can see is desert um so that was that was very very cool and then um i also visited uh lake, lake titicaca which um borders bolivia and peru and um there is a a tribal people that really truly live um uh, in the middle of the lake and these floating islands that they create out of, um, basically it's like a straw or these woven together, um, you know, vegetation and it builds these little islands. And so we had taken a boat out and visited one of the islands and basically the, uh, the, the president of the island invited us into his hut. Um, one of my companions I was traveling with and, um, so I got to visit the, the president of Lake Tikitikaka and, and sit in his hut and, um, you know, take a look at his wife's crafts and things that they had done. And it was um, 
it was really one of the neatest experiences. I, I have to say that's one of them. Um, you know, I mean, there, again, there's, there was so many and, and, you know, but again, that was just a really memorable period because I got to do a lot of different things and, and just had a lot of really, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this moment. <laughs> yeah. Really unique cultural experiences. It sounds like things, things that you just yeah. come across in a lot of places. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Well, I think this is a good time to take a break. Um, I'm going to break for a second and we'll be right back. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castillito C-A-R-I-B-E dot com. We look forward to seeing you soon. Integrity Vacation Property Management. Trust, truth, results. From buyer's representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full-service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, a property owner's checklist of issues to consider. Contact us for a free consultation to see if we can help you maximize the return on your investments. Integrity VPM, raising the bar in vacation property management. Okay, I'm back with Teresa Stark and um, just hearing about her fascinating year off. Um, what was it like kind of going back in? Well, first of all, did you return to the United States after that year or where did you go after that? I did. I returned to the United States. Um, yes, and, and, and I know where we're going with this and it was kind of it was such a mixed bag of feelings because um, initially it was like, Oh wow, it's over. And I can take a really hot shower and you know, a lot of those com- creature, creature comforts, comforts that, yeah. <laughs> that, that sometimes you don't have, you know, um, that a toilet that flush and yes. have toilet seats on every toilet, or I can just go and, you know, to a drive through or, you know, just the little things. So initially it was like, okay, I'm home. But then there was a real period of almost depression. Like, okay, I, I hit that climactic part of my life. Like, okay, I traveled the world and now what? Ah. And, and it, it, it was, it was actually kind of different because, um, because that, that's where I was left. I was like, well, now what? I've reached that pinnacle that a lot of people strive for. And for some reason, it wasn't in my head, you know, until recently. But, well, wait a minute. Why does it have to end? Because it really doesn't. You know, I mean, if you do things properly, you really can live that dream life. And, you know, you've been an inspiration through the, your, the class that I just took with you. Oh, great. Um, and, 
yeah, because I, you know, because I started thinking, well, you know, why, why can't people why not? live that way? Yeah, exactly. Because you, you really can if you, you know, again, take the steps, do your homework, do your research, um, have, you know, design, design your life, basically. And, yes. Um, be so, intentional. So that it. is the stage. Yeah, that's the stage that I'm in you know, right now is to design your life um, for the long term stage. And uh, yeah, but so yeah, so getting back, it was it was kind of a good and bad, you know, it was nice to see your friends and your your family and the creature comforts. But then it was okay, but now what? <laughs> a little, just a little bit of a letdown after achieving such a a big goal. Well, now you said you were working during this period too, though, right? So it wasn't all fun and games. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I would, you know, to hold my job Monday through Friday. I mean, I'm fortunate that I do have a job that with a phone and computer at that time, you know, I was, I could, I could really work anywhere. Um, Some, when we were in Asia, um, of course, because most of my work was done in U.S. time. I was working crazy kind of hours, mm-hmm. and again, I would have to kind of set my schedule around that, um, or even in Europe and, and things like that. But, um, you know, again, it's just it's just balancing it out and making that plan and saying, okay, this is how I'm going to get that accomplished. And sure. you know, if, you, if you plan it, you can do it. So are you uh, working at the same um, place that, that you were when you were traveling? I am same industry, different place. Um, You know, because my my background is in um, media, marketing, advertising, and so a lot of things I do have been um, freelance or project based. Okay. um, So yeah, I I have transitioned to another organization, but still doing you know similar type things. And and is that pretty uh, easy to to do from a location? Uh, remote location for the most part as long as you have a dedicated um you know internet and and phone i i traveled with a voip phone i set myself oh, up with sure. that just so i would i would you know not have to deal with body um you know, data and, and things yeah. like that um and again i i um worked in a lot of co-working spaces which you can all you can find all over the world these days um and and even more so um outside of the united states i mean they've really just started to become more popular in the u.s but um you know i found um you know especially in um central and south america and europe um whether they're internet cafes or really actual co-working spaces you can almost find always find a, a great place to work and sometimes it's you know a little beach cafe that it just happens to have wi-fi or sometimes it's like a dedicated co-working space right and i'm sure they're just becoming more and more popular uh with everything that's going on that that we'll be seeing more Ab- of it. yeah absolutely absolutely i mean you know who, who knows you know we don't have a crystal ball but i expect um a lot of people since they've if they've been successful working um, remotely or, you know, during this, this challenging time, um, more and more companies will see the, the value and the cost savings of how people can be just as productive and sometimes even more productive um, when they're doing things kind of, you know, around their own schedule and, and uh, you know, then you don't have those overhead costs either. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts the commercial real estate market, right? 
uh, all this excess yeah. space now that um, <laughs> realize uh, we really don't need to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in South Florida, uh, Southeast Florida, is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, uh, Palm Beach area is where I, I live and I work in Boca Raton, Florida. Okay. Um, and so you've been there and that's where you went when you returned from your trip? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you've been there for a couple of years now since you've been back. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, w any ideas where you think you might, uh, head out to next? So I am really contemplating, um, final destination, um, Costa Rica and the, the, the Paco, um, Manuel Antonio area. Um, Costa Rica for a long time has been a spot for expats. They actually have um, really great programs set up uh, almost to kind of guide you through it. Um, you inspired me. I mean, I'm got kind of three places that I'm leaning towards, but you know, my top two are going to be probably Costa Rica or um, the Tulum uh, Acamel area in Mexico as, as again, kind of final, uh, retirement, um, long-term living destinations. Okay. And, and was Costa Rica one of the places that you traveled to on your year during your year? That was not, oddly enough, it was not, but Costa Rica is one of the places that I have traveled to on my own pretty extensively. Oh, okay. I went there just on a trip um, long before my year of travel and I've been back about eight times. So I just, that's it. There's just so much diversity there in, um, the culture, the, the ecosystems. I mean, you've got beaches, mountains, deserts, cloud forests. Um, and you know, they're just, uh, it's a very, very educated country. Um, you know, there's just a lot of positives and, you know, people have been retiring there. Um, for years, so it's they've got some really great um, programs, and uh, it, it kind of they kind of make it easy for you. Sure, yeah, no, I've I've heard that uh, from a, a lot of folks. We spent a limited amount of time there, and you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of diversity. Uh, we spent a uh, little over a week in Golfito. And uh, it, <laughs> maybe it's just the time of year, but I think they get like 150 inches of rain a year. It just seemed like everything was, was green, like, like even moss green uh, everywhere. And then other places, um, not so much like that. So, yeah, there's certainly uh, ev something for everybody uh, in, in Costa Rica. And it is uh, yeah. And, and you can move around because their their green seasons on the coast change, you know, and they do actually call it their green season. And yeah, they get they get a ton of rain in like a three three four month period. Um, but if it's raining on one side, you can go to the other side. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, well, cool. Um, is there anything that I haven't asked you that that you'd like to share about your experience? No, other than you know, I mean, if anybody's thinking about it, I say just just do it. Um, just do it smart. Do your research. Um, you know, there's there's so many groups out there, you know, and people that are of this mindset that you can ask questions of, and you can almost build yourself a little friendship network before you go. And um, you know, I think that that always helps because you you know at least you have a go to or or, you know, somebody you can call. So, I mean, whether you're looking at going to several places or one place, 
you know, just, um, yeah, but with the internet, you can reach out and find, you know, so many people that are, you know, of the travel mindset that are more than willing to help and answer questions and give you guidance and direction. Well, and that's, that's um, good advice because like when we uh, sailed, you know, from, from uh, Southern California and took our big trip, that uh, community was so important. Uh, we had found, uh, we joined a, a sailing association that was global and had like cruising stations all over the place and places where you could go in and they would help you if you needed, you know, parts or provisions or what have you. And so that's, uh, that's definitely the case is, uh, to, to get in that network of, uh, folks that, that, um, can be there for you and be part of your support system. So that's great. Well, good deal. Well, I, um, what a, a great story. You've had some amazing experiences. The only thing I didn't get a chance to ask you about, maybe well, I'll do that before we wrap up, is your time in Mexico. You said you did spend some time in Mexico. Um, was that, uh, how, how long of a period was that? Was that uh, impactful at all? Yeah, absolutely. And, and surprisingly, um, so when, you know, when I learned all the destinations we were going to be going, you know, on my 12-month venture, and Mexico City was actually the first place, um, you know, that was, that was like our meeting spot was Mexico City. And oh, we spent okay. a, a month there. Um, no, we, we spent a whole month there. And surprisingly, because it was one of my, like, it wasn't, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm super excited to go to Mexico City. But it ended up being probably one of my most favorite places. You know, it was it definitely in my top five. Okay. Um, and, you know, I mean, and I, I you know, heard some things about Mexico City. Oh, it can be so dangerous. And, and of course, it, it can, but so can Miami Beach. Well, know, yeah, any big city, right? Any, any city. Big city. Sure. But um, it, it actually, I, I ended up loving Mexico City. I loved the people, um, the culture, the food, um, mm. the street tacos. I mean, I, I must have ate uh, three tacos a day every day for 30 days. Um, uh, and, you know, just the museums, the parks, some of the most amazing parks with castles. I mean, it really, it wasn't the Mexico that I was thinking of, like the beaches and things like that. But um, it just, it, it was actually really, really wonderful. And during my month, um, you know, I did, I actually met a girlfriend in Cancun. We did a couple days in Cancun and, um, you know, traveled, traveled around Mexico a little bit, but, um, Mexico city itself was absolutely fantastic. And, um, someplace I would definitely go back to. Yeah. And then did you say you lived in Mexico when you were a child too? Was that one of the places that you were with your parents? Campeche. Yes. Campeche, um, for a very short period of time. Oh, okay. Um, in Campeche, which is, it's kind of on the Caribbean coast, not, not too, too far from like Riviera Maya. um, Sure. Okay. So that, that wasn't a long enough period of time really to have a huge impact on you. Yeah. No, no. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, that's perfect. I think we'll end it there. I, I get, again, Teresa, I really appreciate your time. Um, It's uh, always great to hear different perspectives and, um, you know, different experiences that people have. And I am uh, thrilled to hear about that resource that you, you said that we'll do the planning for you. I think that's a really great way to, uh, to start 
the uh, process. Yeah. And, and I'll get you the links for those so you can share them with your audience. And um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'll I'll share a couple different ones that cater to different age groups and and things like that. Because um, the that one I went great. on, I, I was definitely one of the the we'll say the more mature individuals. In the <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's okay. More wise yeah. than, than the others. But, wise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to end it there. Thanks, Don. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.overseasliferedesign.com. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.